Hello, I am Healthcare, your personal Baymax companion. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I am satisfied with my care. I am satisfied with my care. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale from 1 to 10, how would you rate your pain? A hundred. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, welcome to the From the Closet podcast. I'm Avery, that's Lily. Um, <laughs> today, today we're covering Big Hero 6. Uh, the only you know, movie... Um, where robots encourage breaking and entering. Um, so something I didn't do was go to check the uh, um, the schedule. So I don't know what we're doing next week, but tomorrow uh, is whatever this wheel lands on. So I'm spinning it now. Oh, oh, God. Avery? Avery, what's wrong? It, it finally happened. Avery, pl Avery, please don't, don't, don't tell me it's time. Percy Jackson, Sea of no, Monsters. No, why, why? Yep. Oh, so you want to record that one tomorrow? <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> I mean, we are also pretty behind, so we do need to do some decent recording. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, in the description below, you will find a link where you'll be able to purchase, rent, or stream Big Hero 6. Uh, our links are centered around the U.S., but if you use the Just Watch app, it will redirect you to your country and if you use the website, you'll be able to change the country from the website page. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show. You can act, you can, bleh, you can get access to episodes of this show early, as well as episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. Hey, Avery. The first episode. Yeah. I'm sorry to distract you on this, but, um... This episode is supposed to come out after Lilo and Stitch, right? Yeah, it's supposed to come out the day after Lilo and Stitch. No, Lilo and Stitch uh, releases on a Tuesday. Er... That doesn't seem right. Uh, yeah, Rio 2 releases on Monday. Lilo and Stitch on Tuesday, uh, November 1st. And we, um, this is going to be Big Hero 6 on November 7th. Um, the Percy Jackson on November 8th. And then the free movie of the month, 14th, and Guardians of the Galaxy on the 15th. Wait, yeah, I, I don't know why, but, like, I, I earlier I literally said Percy Jackson releases tomorrow, and, like, yeah, it does. So I don't know why I my brain was thinking, this comes out the day after Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. So, yeah, um, tomorrow will be Percy Jackson's Sea of the Monsters. Next week will be our free movie of the month for November. And, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. 
Yeah, and and Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm excited to finally get to. It feels like it's been so long since we've covered a Marvel movie, it and that's only because. And that's only because we recorded Captain America: The Winter Soldier early. Yeah, so it just had feels nothing else to record. Yeah, because uh, we had to delay the Rio recording for a while. I had to get it from the library. Yeah. So I think I pretty much covered everything that I needed to cover in terms of like the description. Um, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Anchor FM. Uh, Anchor FM. Okay. So also in the description is a link to anchor.fm where you can, uh, where you'll be able to find links to every platform this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and our Twitter, where you can get notified when we release new episodes. Now I've covered everything regarding the description. And with that, this episode will contain spoilers for Big Hero 6. Uh, so you have been warned. Click away now. Okay. I, I just want to go off in a one big rant. You know what I hate the most? Is when What's that? When news publications talk about potential sequel in this movie and they call it Big Hero 7. Oh, God. Okay, for starters, this movie does kind of already have a sequel. The Baymax Disney Plus series. Which I, mean, I don't know if we this covered. This has two sequel, well, two series sprouting off this. This has a Disney Channel uh, series and then a Disney Plus series. Yeah, okay. So a Disney Channel series, honestly, both of them. They just kind of sound like cash grabs. And like after covering Doug Days, I don't know how much I want to cover stuff like this. Because like Doug Days was meh. I might rewatch and see the, um, the Disney Channel one. That has like three seasons under it. I might oh watch God. the entire thing and then see like whether it would be appropriate to cover on the podcast or not. Yeah, um, that, that's certainly something to maybe look into. But yeah. Uh, the third season so, is a bit light. So if we do decide to do it, we can just do the third season in Baymax. I think it was canceled early. That would be, that would be really weird. Like covering just the third season of a show. Like, I've been considering just covering the last season of Dragon Ball Z Kai, because we're already going to be doing Dragon Ball Z Abridged, but even that would be really weird. Well, I mean, I'm not and saying I've just also... cover the third one. I mean, like, when we get to the third season, PS is so short, we can just add on Baymax, because why not? Ah. Uh. That's certainly a possibility. We'll see. Yeah, this is all a possibility. But I'm probably going to watch it to make sure. I actually do think this has has an overarching story. I could be very wrong, though. But yeah, um, so this movie... Okay, I, I, I do want to start by saying this is a good movie. Just good, though. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's... I... I, I mm. 
I'm conflicted over whether or not it's in the top half of Disney, like Disney Animation Studios, because they've made some shit before. <clears throat> Song of South. Made some... I'm actually not sure if that was Disney Animation Studios or not. Oh, really? But, I mean, there's The Little Mermaid. There's Ralph Breaks the Internet. There's uh, some others. There's there's some definitely others. <laughs> I, I oh people are probably gonna hate me for having said the Little Mermaid, but I don't care. That movie sucks. Oh, and there's also One Hundred One Dalmatians and Lady and the Tramp and the Aristocats and oh boy, Snow White. Oh, don't remind me. Also, I like how half these movies we've already covered. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some of the things I have with this movie. Okay, so the side characters. Uh, particularly the f- four other members of B- Big Hero 6 besides Hero and Baymax. They are extremely one-dimensional and basically just boil down to nothing but stereotypes of different types of nerds, I guess. I see what you're and, saying, but I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I see it, yet I don't. I, like, the sad thing is, uh, the, the sad thing about it is, like, I just watched this movie. I could not tell you either one of the female characters' names, and the o- I only rem- remember Wasabi because there was a the semi-funny story associated with it, and I only remember Fred because there is a pretty... There's a theory floating around on the internet that Fred is a descendant of Hans from Frozen, which, I mean, the guy literally has a... (laughs) The guy literally has a statue of Hans in his yard, so... Huh. Yeah, it's that statue that Baymax blows up when he shows off the rocket fist for the first time. That's a statue of Hans from Frozen. (laughs) Good. It deserves to be blown up. But yeah, there's a whole theory that those two are related. And it's part of the... I did not expect that. Yeah, it's part of the... One of the key points in the... uh, the Disneyverse theory, which was which was this idea that every like Disney Animation Studios movie from Tangled uh, up to I think it was up through like 2018 were connected because eventually that, the theory just kind of died. Yeah, yeah that the theory th- was not going places. Yeah, I mean, some of them were definitely connected. Tangled is definitely connected to Frozen, because, like, R- Rapunzel's in the movie. Yeah, but why I mean, wh- why should um, Tangled be connected to Garbage? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, also uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet, by extension, were in there, which... They didn't really have an answer for. 
Zootopia was in there. They didn't really have an answer for that either. Moana was in there. They kind of did. And Big Hero 6 was in there. Yeah. How do you explain Big Hero 6 and Zootopia, same dim- same universe? Yeah, like that it doesn't work. And then I think I think this is part of why the theory just completely died. Because it it simply didn't have enough ground to stand on like the Pixar theory does. Because, like, at least with Pixar, there are solid connections between the movies that you can make without even using anything that the Pixar theory claims by itself. So, yeah, no. It's a whole separate thing. So, something I wanted but to yeah, talk um, about, and you told me this a while ago, about Big Hero 6. This movie is based on Marvel. Yeah, it's a Marvel property, which is interesting because we don't see a Marvel Studios logo at the beginning. We don't see an in association with Marvel thing at the beginning. This is all Disney. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's part of another reason why some people don't really like this movie because they're tired of seeing, like, superhero origin stories. And, I don't know, it just felt... But, like, this is the same company that put out The Incredibles. Yes, that's a different studio, but still. Um, It's just that you go to see the new animated Disney movie, you're not expecting a Marvel property. I guess that's true, but... I mean, I also see a lot more into it, especially the... um, Black about just the trauma and how... Uh, both the characters dealt with said trauma. Also, um, back on what I was saying, uh, you also don't expect it to be like it. If you are expecting it to be a Marvel property, you aren't expecting it to be a property that literally no one's heard of. Yeah. I was questioning that. Like, it seems like no one knows a big hero six that was actually produced by Marvel. Yeah, like, this this movie is the most high-profile that the Big Hero 6 team ever got. And I never even read any of their... I never even read any of their comics. That's probably why Disney decided to make this movie. Because it was probably never going to be merged into the MCU. Yeah, I, I highly doubt we will ever see the Big Hero 6 in the MCU... Unless they do something with them in, like, the multiverse saga that they're doing right now. I would like that, but I'm not sure, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, they've connected a couple of other Marvel properties. Namely, uh, the Spider-Man-related properties. And there's some hints that they're going to connect X-Men um, which, mm. you know, the, the, it'll, it'll be great to get through more of that. Um, so, like, I guess if they do it, it's good that we're covering this movie now. I mean, yeah, though, why I mean, not? This is an animated movie, so I really wonder how they would fit that into an 
MCU property because that's most mostly live action. Yeah, mostly live action, but there's also um What If, which is an animated Disney Plus show in the MCU. That is true. Yeah. And then and then there's an upcoming Spider-Man related show in the MCU that's supposed to be animated. Um and I think there's more. I think there's like a zombies show that's supposed to be happening. That and I think that that's animated. Hmm. So yeah, I think they're they're they seem to be willing to experiment with animation more. So I, I yeah, would really it's mostly hope live they action. Tried. I don't know if I would want a live action Big Hero Six. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Please do not make that remake. <laughs> I mean, how the hell would he even make Baymax look good in that? I, I mean, I cannot I, think. I mean, okay, so Baymax kind of, kind of reminds me of the Marshmallow Man from he does. Ghostbusters. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's like if yeah. The- so- uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man tried to offer you medical service. Yeah, so, like, you could make it work in live action. I mean, Maybe. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, that was a ghost. That was supposed to look off. Baymax wasn't. That's supposed to look <laughs> cute, huggable, not dead, not a ghost. Yeah, but flip side... Stave Puffed Marshmallow Man, that was back in the 80s. Okay, you got me there, yeah. Maybe it's just <laughs> the 80s look, you know, getting to it. I mean, maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe it's more that, like, the CGI works because it's supposed to be a ghost. So the fact that it's 80s quality works in its favor. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I would definitely not like a direct correlation. And I love what they did with the animation on how you're able to see inside Baymax in that one scene. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty cool, yeah. I think the animation in this movie is really good, but like, it's, it's what we've come to expect from Disney Animation Studios. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a poorly animated Disney Animation Studios movie. Like I mean, not a single one. Even even Snow White is pretty well animated, and that, that movie true. came out yeah. in the thirties. Yeah, like, he's saying that, even hearing something in positive to that movie, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I did I did end up rating that movie pretty highly, but that was purely because of the technical achievement that it was. Um, because the story of that movie is not great. Speaking of story, let's get into the thing that we were arguing about before this uh, recording started. I don't think Professor Callahan is a well-written character. I was thinking while we were uh, talking about it, it just feels Professor Callahan is meant to is meant to further the plot of Hero. Yeah, like, I get that, but at the same time, I can criticize how he's not very well written. No, no, I, because, I'm saying how he's not, 
he shouldn't be just one layer. He shouldn't be the plot device to another character, and that's his entire character. Yeah, and, like, there's a lot of problems, though. Um, for one, he's supposed to be this really, really brilliant um, thinker, re this really brilliant mind, and the decisions he makes don't make sense to me. Um, so... Early on in the movie, he starts a fire to, I guess, fake his death and also steal a bunch of microbots. Yeah, steal it, a bunch debatable. of microbots that's off the grid. Yeah, stealing a bunch of microbots that he really didn't even need to steal, because um, like Hero would have given them over willingly. They're like he already trusted and liked Callahan, so. Yeah, I feel, I mean, and Callahan, um, I remember a scene where they were talking about Callahan, and Hero's like, no, that makes no sense. He's too, he's too known. He's too on the grid. And that's why I keep saying that, but. I feel like uh, when that's you, like I think one you, of okay, the, um, Sorry, I think you said Callahan there when you meant to say Cray. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Craig. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's another thing. The movie tries to do this red herring thing and make you think that the villain is Cray. Even having um, Fred say this line, I think it was Fred, say this line where it's like, oh, Cray is the person in the mask. Like, trying to spell it out so explicitly for you. And, like, I don't know, if you didn't see the fact that it wasn't him coming. I feel like... Maybe you need to go watch some Scooby-Doo for a while. <laughs> but also, I mean, the entire twist, it's all... I feel it's um, less for the, the people outside and way more for the people inside. Because, well, you know, Hero just found out that of the two, the person that caused the fire is the same reason his brother died. His his brother went to go save that person. Yeah, and see, here's the other thing that gets me about Callahan. It's his willingness to kill so many other people that are completely unrelated to his motivation so to speak. Like he, like, he wants revenge on Cray because he blames Cray for his daughter's death, even though she's not actually dead, and he never once considers that she might be alive. He never even thinks to maybe scan inside the portal for any signs of life before using it to try to kill Cray and suck up his building. I mean, I'm still and saying know that, that, like... Going into like, even that if he portal is suicide. In, is pure even suicide. Even if he doesn't go in, he even if he doesn't go in, he should still be able to scan the portal for any signs of life because Baymax was able to do it. And yeah, it was it was said that Hero was a genius. Not even Baymax didn't even have the capability of scanning that far until Hero's just like, Yeah, I'm gonna fix you. 
Maybe. Like, I, I still think he probably would have been able to figure out a way to scan inside the portal for any signs of life. He may have been able... The bottom line is, the fact that he never even consider, considers it for a moment. Like, not even as a possibility. I think he is so... so con he was consumed by rage. I have another thing to say, though. Hmm. Why isn't Cray in prison? Seriously. Government officials were there on the day that this machine completely malfunctioned. They heard his staff tell him that there were abnormal readings that could present a safety issue. There is no way in hell that he doesn't get, like, that this doesn't get brought to trial and he they're like he doesn't get convicted of negligent homicide. So how much money did it say that Cray had? How much bribery do you think he did? No, I'm sorry. the The movie doesn't give any indication that happened either. Like there should have been something. I'm, I'm just but there thinking was out nothing. loud. Like there, there should have been something. But there was nothing. There wasn't even people angry over the situation. Like, he gets up and does this presentation later that Callahan interrupts. But there's nobody, there's no protesters or anything. There's nobody challenging him because of this event that happened however many years ago. I mean, it does He's sound like well this respected. was swept under the rug. I mean, it could have very well been swept under the rug since, I mean... Not even, you know, Hero, and probably not even Tadashi heard of stuff, something like this. There's always whistleblowers. Always, always whistleblowers. Eventually something comes out. But, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, it just seems weird to me that he isn't convicted of negligent homicide, because it, at, at a certain point, all the money you have doesn't matter. We're seeing that now with a certain... Uh, a certain couple of people who are going through the courts right now, and their money isn't helping them. <laughs> yeah, and I do understand, but what these two villains, it's, yes, Crahan does need to uh, face his own crimes in court, not in this way. I feel like what they add to the movie is less of himself and more to Hero, which I feel Hero is really well written. Yeah, but I, I don't... Eh, hmm, am I done with Callahan? Let me think about that. Uh, his, I covered his willingness to kill. I, I think like his motivation, his motivation itself makes sense. It's the decisions he makes that really just kind of don't do it for me. Like, his plan in general just mm. seems kind of dumb. Like, oh, he wants... It, it, if he wants to kill Cray, he can kill Cray. If he wants to destroy the building, he can destroy the building. But I don't see why he needs the portal for that when he also has all of these nanobots. It feels Irony. like the portal... It, it, it feels like the portal is just a plot contrivance to get the reveal that his daughter is actually still alive. I mean, there's also this stuff like, 
this is the same thing that you took. You took something from me with this. I'm going to take away stuff from you with this. Yeah. See how you like it. I'm ruining your entire future. Screw you. Also risked killing himself as well. So, I don't know. It's just, it, I, I think it's a pretty stupid plan. But, yeah. Uh, moving on. Everything with Baymax is great. Um, I, I had the thought that it almost sounds like... Uh, in some scenes, it almost sounds like the actor who is voicing Baymax is recording his lines drunk. And I mean that in, like, the best way possible, because it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, remember that? I think you know what time you mean, the one where, um, the low battery? The low battery scenes especially, yes. Oh my god, the low battery scenes are great. And that's where I got that opening line from, because in he usually would say, I am Baymax, your personal healthcare companion, but for some reason, when he has a low battery, he switches to saying, I am healthcare, your personal Baymax companion. <laughs> I actually did not pick up on that. I must have forgotten. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. So, um, Baymax and surprisingly Wally have a lot of similarities. They both I mean, I guess they're drunk. I guess they're one low battery I mean I don't remember Wally getting drunk because low battery I just kind of remember him dying and then being brought back by it was earlier in the movie holding. <laughs> um but yeah he but, was in the movie like when he went to sleep the next day he had a low battery and people are comparing it to it maybe a hangover definitely looks more like a hangover. But yeah, um, I definitely think Baymax was entertaining. And like I said, he, he does remind me of the Stay Puffed Armed mar Marshmallow. Uh, and yeah, I, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, whatever. I love the feeling of Baymax. Especially um, the later parts of the movie. It's like, do you want me to kill um, Callahan? Yeah, like, um, there's also, like, the whole aspect here of, like, um, him forcing Baymax to uh, go against the Hippocratic Oath and actually start attacking Callahan. And it's, um, it's a pretty good scene in terms of, like, the way the filmmaking is done. Because they made the... In particular, going lighter on um, the uh, sound design and going more in on the music. But also having the music go in the direction of a sad, tragic hero theme yeah, it's rather a, than a theme sad. that... It's, yeah, it's it's a lighter tone. Like, it's, everything is wrong. Nothing is right here. Yeah, like, they're not leaning into the action with the music. They're leaning into the sadness of it and, like, saying, you know, this this isn't something that should be happening. Because, like, this is a whole 
thing of like hero seeking revenge for Callahan killing Tadashi, which I mean, uh, we've already covered. He had no reason to kill him shows no remorse. That's the other thing too. It's like other twist villains that we've seen in Disney properties. They have remorse when they do something to the main heroes. Like, Particularly, I think of Waternoose in Monsters, Inc. He, like, he at least felt remorse for banishing uh, Mike and Sully. But here, like, it just seems like Callahan is completely heartless. Which, again, which feels even weirder. Because you could have totally gone the route of where Callahan didn't this never evolved to Dashi. He yeah, was just exactly. a um, a byproduct of that. Yeah. It, it, it was, you know, something that it didn't need to happen, and it kind of leads into the whole movie. So obviously it happens, because if it doesn't happen, we get no movie. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a reason why it it did happen, but Callahan, that was never a part of Callahan's plan. He never thought for a moment, like, yes, and then Tadashi will run into my rescue only to have me murder him. Yeah, it, it's... It, and, it like, the fact that he show, he shows no remorse for someone who supposedly was his star pupil, or at least something like that. He, he was at least a very well-respected student because he kind of like had his own lab and like the other four students looked like they were kind of sharing a room yeah that was their collective lab but tadashi had his own that was adjacent to theirs but it was still very clearly its own room no it's baymax's room uh baymax had its own room (laughs) I guess. I also yeah, love um, Tadashi um, showing off Baymax. He didn't even say anything. He just pulled out duct tape. Just, now, I'll make you feel pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, when I say that Di- like Disney Animation Studios has bad twist villains... And, uh, like, I feel like someone's probably going to try to talk about, like, someone would probably try to talk about King Candy. He's not a twist villain. You know he's a villain from the beginning. The twist is that he's this other character that they've been talking about throughout the whole movie. You already know he's a villain, so he's not a twist villain. No, it reminds me of when someone tried to justify um, the character in Megamind um, as a twist villain. Ugh. Yeah, no, like, Titan, like, you already know that, uh, I think his name was Hal, you already know that he's a shitty person from the beginning. So it's like, the surprise is that he got superpowers, the, like that's it, but yeah. So as I, as I've said before, um, Atlantis: The Lost Empire had D- 
Disney Animation Studios' only good twist villain, in my opinion. Um, I, th- I don't think any of the others really work. Um, they really should have taken like, a page out of Coco. Oh, yeah. Coco's works. Um, uh, the interesting thing about Coco is that, like, we had a couple of other movies uh, from Pixar that didn't really have a villain. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking, like, Inside Out and Finding Dory. I guess you could technically argue that Joy is the villain of Inside Out. But either way, like, you could fully expect Coco to not have a twist villain because the conflict between Miguel and his family is enough to drive uh, the plot of the movie. But one of the key reasons that that Ernesto works as a twist villain in Coco is that his evil plan is already done. He's already won by the time the movie starts. And all of his actions in the present are just attempts to cover it up. Like, And he'll do anything to cover it up. Yeah, so, like, that's the reason it works. Because, like, you, you know, if you take it out of the movie, you don't really have anything. Because there's no, it, there's not really a conflict anymore. It, and, like, the thing is... Callahan didn't need to be a twist either. Um, They could have introduced us to the fact that he was evil earlier in the movie and and it would have worked. Just like how they do with um, Stinky Pete in Toy Story 2 or Lotso in Toy Story 3 or um, Charles Muntz in Up. Just to name a few. Yeah. But Disney... But Disney got into the habit of revealing their twist villains in the third act and having them make a complete 180 in terms of personality. Looking at you, looking at you, Hans, and the fucking sheep in Zootopia, whose name I will, I refuse to remember and will not look it up. Um, Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, it's just. I think it was a sheep. I said I said it was a sheep, oh. but yeah, those twist villains are not good. Um, and like I said, Pixar is not innocent. They did Screen Slaver, but just like just like how I feel with Incredibles too, there are other things in this movie that make it worth watching. That make it still a decent movie. Namely, it's like the way it breaks down grief and like the way it handles grief in general. There's a lot of talk about the five stages of grief. They don't always, you don't always get all five and they don't always happen in order, obviously. Um, but the five stages of grief being denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I like how um, they, um, I think it's fair to say that we did watch the um, cinema therapy video on this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think, I think I've touched on quite a few of the points that they made in that yeah, video. We, we really both have, and but what Cinema I love ther- about that video is something that they said was, uh, you know, there wasn't really a denial. He saw it in front of his own eyes. Yeah, he saw it happen. Um, so, like, it, mostly we see. Um, 
him denying depression. his own feelings, but yeah, but like mostly in terms of the stages of grief with Hero, we see depression, anger, acceptance. Like that's really how his arc goes in this movie, which is at least somewhat realistic. Yeah, um, there was heavy depression. Yeah, I, I want to say, you know, lying up, lying up. Anger. Just yeah, There is anger. also the pick. See, and the other thing, too, with the anger is, like, he tries to seek revenge on Callahan for killing his brother. And the way he does so makes more sense than how Callahan seeks revenge on Cray. Like, it... It, it just makes more sense, it, and it flows more naturally. The difference, but the key difference being is that Hero had people to s stop him. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really wish that they made Callahan more of a, like, more building up to this moment of reveal. Is as... You can do a reveal to the character without doing a reveal to the audience. Like, make it so painfully clear to the audience that he's, a, you know, the main villain. But make it at least so that the characters... Uh, because that's what they want to do. They wanted the reveal for the characters to make Hero go all anger mode. Yeah, and it's, you know... I. I I, I don't think this is one of the greatest Disney movies of all time. I, I it's at least a solid B tier. Yeah, they say B. I, I I would agree. I personally I would say maybe even A tier for me. There's not a lot of Disney movies I can really say that are. This is the best of the best. I mean, obviously seeing Tangle and that's pretty good, but. I yeah. really also, love um, Baymax. Yeah, like, Baymax is probably the most fun part of this movie. So, yeah. Also, the music, but, um, the sound design was good. The um, animation, the cut away on the Tadashi's hat. Yeah. Like, all of that's really great filmmaking. Back on cinema therapy for a second, though. Yeah. Um, just last just last week, we released our episode on Lilo and Stitch. Um, hmm. I don't know if I ever mentioned it, but I really, really hope that Cinema Therapy does of uh, does eventually do a video on Lilo and Stitch because they haven't done one yet, and I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I think it would be cool too, especially you know stuff in that movie. I would say deserve it. A cinema therapy video on. And also, if you guys at home can't tell, I think Cinema Therapy is my favorite YouTube channel. <laughs> I, d I don't watch every video they put out because I haven't seen every single thing that they've done videos on. Like, because they always talk about, like, it, typically just a movie. They very rarely ever do series, and when they do, it's always something short. Yeah. It, as as much as I would love for them to cover Avatar The Last Airbender, they've already said that they're not going to do it because it's too long. That makes sense. You know, three seasons, 
pretty bulky seasons at that. Yeah, it, it, it's just too much. But yeah, um, I don't really have much more to say. Uh, do you? We've been going uh, 43 minutes. I think we we basically covered this movie just fully. All right. So um, with all of that being said, uh, I'm going to get into the critic ratings, I guess. Okay. So IMDb, IMDb gives this a 7.8 out of 10. Too much water, I guess. I mean, it, it, do, it does take place in... Way too much water. It does take place... Yeah, it does take place in San Francisco, which I think is a combination of San Francisco and Tokyo, especially considering a lot of the characters have Japanese names. Hiro, Tadashi. Wow, this is, this is better than the um, Phoenix Wright, plus I forgot the other place. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway. 90, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 90%. Uh, Metacritic, which is an average of all critic ratings, gives it 74%. And then 86% of Google users like this movie. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be one of them. For... No, we had another podcast where our views on the, the source was very wildly different. I think this is going to be another one. We still haven't had a movie that was like absurdly um, like where our opinions are super absurdly different. Cause I still think this is a decent movie. Yeah. Um, we have yet to have a, we have yet to cover something where I think it's just really bad and you think it's really good or the other way around. Like, that hasn't happened. Honestly, yet. I would have thought that because you you kept talking highly on the parent trap, so I I thought for sure it was going to happen there. <laughs> yeah, um, that didn't happen. That's just on me for that. That's just on me for not remembering the original version of that movie very well. I, I s still stand by the remake. I think it's a much better told story. I'm gonna give this movie an eight point oh. Some of the stuff in this movie really did peak to me, especially how Baymax. I love the robotic parts of that. And also yeah. the other hero's powers. I mean, I, I will say the other hero's powers were at least entertaining. Particularly the the girl with the wheels thing, yeah. the blades thing. I don't know. Like that, it, was, that was cool. The, if they made a bike like that, I don't think I would use anything else. <laughs> but yeah, um, so for me, um, I don't know. Part of me just like it—it's the—it's uh, the twist. It's the whole thing with like Callahan's character in general, and the fact that the side characters aren't particularly that memorable. I think with all of that together, um, I'm gonna have to give this movie a 6.8 I, I still think it's a pretty I, I still think it's a pretty decent decent movie um, but is it, it I don't know it, it, I 
I don't think it's good enough to get into 7.0 territory for me. And yeah, I think that just about covers it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, to end this podcast, you'd have to say, I am satisfied with my care. No, I'm not saying that. Aw. But yeah, um, you can join us tomorrow for Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters. You can join us next week for our free movie of the month for November, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy. And with that being said, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we jumped out a window.